Hey, good evening, Grace Point. Anybody else out there listening? Welcome to Thursday Nights with Brad. We're just doing these short teachings. Uh, don't want to take too long. I think people are busy, and this way you can just capture an idea, a thought. You can march with me through the book of Matthew, go back. I know there's a lot of repetition, but Jesus does a lot of the same thing. So, uh, you know, there is some repetition in this. And Father, I pray that you'll help us understand the Word of God. Lord, fill us up with your Holy Ghost. Help us to teach and to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's pick up. Last week, we talked about how Jesus empowered others. Jesus wasn't afraid to empower others. Other people need uh, to be involved. And a great place to train and learn and serve and use your gifts are in the church. You know, I don't mean a building. I mean when the church gathers together. God wants to move by the Spirit. He will move by the Spirit. One thing I've noticed, a lot of times, if I get words of knowledge, they're for new people. That happens a lot. It'll be a new person. Sometimes they're even afraid to admit it's them. They don't understand it. But many times I'll get a word of knowledge and it's for a new person. As a believer in Christ, God does expect us to mature where we don't always need to get a word of knowledge or a, a prophecy or, you know, someone else praying for us. We need to learn how to receive healing uh, through faith on our own. We need to learn how to hear from God on our own. But those tools are always available to the body at any time in our growth. But it seems like, from my experience, a lot of times those giftings are really top-loaded down to the new person or maybe a weaker person that's struggling. God wants to release those gifts. And so the church is a great place to learn to use those gifts, to, to serve in those gifts and be empowered by God. But the Lord isn't content with that. He also wants us to, to use those gifts to go out. So Jesus is empowering his disciples. We need to have the same mindset. Let's, let's read. We'll start out uh, with verse 5 of chapter 10. These 12 Jesus sent out, and he commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles. Do not go into the cities of Samaria. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, this is what I've been talking about, as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give, provide neither gold nor silver in your money belt, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staff, for the worker is worthy of his food. Whatever city or town you enter, inquire who is worthy there and stay with them. When you go out, and, uh, and when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it's not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you nor hear your words, when you depart from the house or city, shake the dust off of your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Amen. Okay, so... Jesus is sending them out, same thing, same song, second verse, a whole lot louder and a whole lot worse, okay? He's, he's preaching, preaching, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, okay? So what he's saying is, they're preaching, he's saying the kingdom of heaven is near, or the kingdom of heaven is at hand, 
which, which means the kingdom of heaven is accessible. It's at hand. The kingdom of heaven is nearby. The kingdom of heaven is within reach. We have access to the kingdom of heaven now. And, uh, and these disciples are going to demonstrate that by doing the works of Jesus. The same works that I do, you will do. Amen. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven's at hand. I want you to preach it, and I want you to demonstrate it. Man, we've got to be better at that. Lord, forgive us for being afraid or unbelieving, uh, not demonstrating the kingdom of heaven, Lord. So they're going out, and they're, they're doing this. And he says, hey, you've received freely, you know, give freely. And, and he really challenges their faith. What he's telling them is that if you're announcing and preaching the gospel, that the workman is worthy of his hire. And even in, I think it's uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, I'm not 100% sure, but he talks about those that preach the gospel should make their living by the gospel. That's why we pay preachers and apostles and prophets, evangelists, teachers, fivefold ministry gifts. The reason we pay them is because this precedent was set from the very beginning. Those that preach the gospel uh, should receive their income from the gospel. No one plants a vineyard that doesn't eat of it first. No farmer goes out and plants a, a, a crop and he doesn't be, isn't a partaker first, okay? That's what Paul said to Timothy. That, so we uh, live by the gospel. And that's what he's telling them here, that if you preach the gospel, um, God's going to take care of you. Seek ye first, he already taught them, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you, all the things that the pagans... So that's what Jesus was having them live by. You go preach, and I'll take care of you. I'll make sure that you're fed. I'll make sure you're clothed. I'll make sure you have a, a place to stay. And he said, put a blessing on the people. And there are so many things I'm thinking about here. I got four different directions I could go. One, it's very important that you know, as you study the book of Matthew that the apostles were Jewish, like Jesus was Jewish, and they were only sent out to the Jews, not the Samaritans. They were half Jewish, mixed breed, really. And not, honestly, the Jews had contempt for them. They did, because they were like half breeds, you know, in the Jewish mindset. Not to the Gentiles. The Gentiles didn't have access to the gospel. Jesus only came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, when he died, his death, burial, and resurrection applied to everyone, all nations, the gospel would go out. But when he came, he came to his own. John chapter 1, he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Jesus, according to Galatians 4, was born of a woman born under law, okay, to redeem those that were under the law. He came to his own. And that's why he's commissioning his disciples only go to the Jewish people, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. That was all going to change after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. In Acts chapter 8, you see that the Samaritans are included. In Acts chapter 10, you see that the Gentiles are included. But at this point, only the Jews were included in the preaching of the gospel. Uh, the rest was going to come later. And that's the pattern of God. You see Paul 
many times, and you see this in the book of Romans, where Paul says, to the Jew first and also the Gentile. That's how God did it. It was to the Jew first and also the Gentile. And, and then if you go, you go further, I don't want to go too far down that road in Ephesians chapter 2. You know, it, it's to the Jew, but the Jew and Gentile together are now the temple of God. The gospel went to the Jew first, Gentile was included, and now there's one new man. Ephesians lays it out so clearly. The Jew and Gentile are together the body of Christ, and they are the one new man. But the disciples were only sent out uh, to, to, the, to the Jewish people, Israel. Another thing I want to say, this reminds me, I have a good friend, P.T. Christopher, and this is exactly what P.T. Christopher does, his 100 village mission. They go out once a month to 100, uh, I don't know, is it, they, they go out to a certain amount of villages. It's either once a month, they go to 100 villages, or once every so often, they go to 100 villages. Their desire is to go through every village in Tamil Nadu, this huge state in India. And once they do that, they'll probably go out into other states and preach the gospel. But they are going to every village. I think there's like 30-some thousand villages in Tamil Nadu. And they've been through like over half of them already. And they meet together and they go out. And do you know they go out, they don't take money, they, don't, they do it just like this. They go out and they preach the gospel in these villages. And just like the early disciples were persecuted, they're persecuted. In some places in Tamil Nadu, they receive them. And in some place, they don't receive them. In some place, they're kicked out, they're persecuted. And then they always come back and they share. And then PT sends out this letter and shares like the success and the challenges, the persecutions, just like in the Bible. PT, PT Christopher is amazing. And by the way, PT uh, has been diagnosed with cancer and he's not in fear. He's in faith. He's trusting God. But uh, if, you, if you think of it, would you pray for PT Christopher? Just think, just think it's a throat thing with him. Would you just pray and agree uh, with P.T. and his family for total uh, healing of P.T. Christopher? They do exactly what this picture is right here. Okay. The other thing I want to share about the Lord um, paving our way and paying. When Pam and I came to Grace Point, we believed that God was calling us. Do you know when we came here, we left the job, paid us decent, we weren't getting rich, uh, when I actually I left a good paying job to go work at Vineyard Grace Fellowship, it was a pretty good paying job. It took a decrease, but the Lord blessed us and He provided for us at VGF. And then when we came here, do you know that we didn't have the guarantee of one cent? Not one penny. The Lord told us to come. Uh, the lighthouse, which was the church that was here, said, We don't know what we can pay you, if anything, we'll have to see. And I was leaving the church. But do you know, when we left, within like a three-month period of time, uh, our former church said they would cover us for a certain period of time, pay our salary. And then the Lighthouse, at the time, we became Grace Point, said that they could pay us a certain amount. And then I had a stipend come from uh, FedEx to help pay during that time. God supernaturally, when we stepped out on faith and said we would go into the ministry without a guarantee for one penny... He supernaturally provided for Pam and I. Isn't that amazing? 
just like he says in here, that the workman's worthy of his hire, that you can trust God if you're going to do kingdom business and God sends you out into the mission field. And this is particularly full-time. He's going to cover you. He's going to provide for you. The only thing you need is the call. And if you have the call, God will provide for you. Great example of that, again, is in P.T. Christopher. Many other people have exemplified it throughout the ages. And we'll just end right there tonight. Thank you for your attention.